Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the MUFC OKC Redcast. I'm Tyler Vaughn. And I'm Alan Langston. And we're here to uh, bring you an American view on Manchester United. All right, Alan, uh, episode three. I guess you could say we're we're professionals now, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You can't laugh we, like we that. Still, we still got to edit things out every once in a while. But yeah, no. you know, we're getting the hang of it. It's only whenever we have guests on that drop F-bombs. I think that's a... Hopefully, we would never have to do that again. That's authentic. It's authentic. <laughs> no, not in America. We're very polite over here. Everyone knows that. Oh yeah, Alan. We uh we took a week off last week after the 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 performance or lack thereof against Tottenham Hotspur, and that wasn't intentional. We were going to record, but I was sickly, so yep. we apologize to all our listener um out there. Um, but all forty disappointed listeners. Yeah. Um, but we figured we might as well cover it. Uh, it was a, a big game, an important game. Um, well, at least you know a, a big early season important game, I suppose. So we'll talk about it briefly. Um, two 0 loss wasn't great at all. Actually, just a terrible, terrible day. It seemed like Alan. Yeah, I thought the first thirty five minutes looked pretty good. Um, we created some chances. We completely blew converting those chances. Um. But yeah, I, I thought we looked pretty decent. I just was really disappointed in how we ended the half, obviously, and how we came out in the second half. It just it's like we just dropped off. Yeah. They really you thought after the break maybe they would they would readjust and come out flying and it was it was flat. Um, like you mentioned, you know, the first half hour or so we looked all right. Like I thought maybe we're gonna we're gonna sneak a goal here. Um, but yeah, we didn't we couldn't finish, which is kind of becoming more of a problem and got punished. And I, I won't say that uh you know the the missed penalty call um, would have changed the game. It might have, but we we were the second best team, I think, regardless. So I'm not gonna feel too hard done by on that one. Um, surely, surely it affects the game somehow. You know, yeah. if that gets given, I'm not gonna like write it too much because, like you said, we we didn't play great at all. But it was still like that's a, in my opinion, that's a penalty and it should have been given. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and it's a, especially uh, you know disheartening to go to Tottenham where we, you know, we usually do pretty well, or at least more times than not, we do well there. And to go there with, as the, after we lose Harry Kane and just lay an egg basically and, and get for the most part played off the park. Um, they just didn't look up for it. Uh, they looked tired, um, which I know we're going to talk about that a bit more, the, why the team looks a little bit off the pace, but it was just a, it was a rough day and we were at skinnies with other Tottenham fans and, yeah, we had a really good turnout, though. A really good turnout at the bar. I think we had, like, you know, 40-plus 40, 40 people there. So, uh, that was great. Uh, I just wish the team had played a little better to kind of at least – maybe at least give us a goal, something to, to cheer about. But And once again, like, I felt like they could just kind of pick apart our midfield a little bit. Um, it, it just was a bit non-existent. Um, I understand what Ten Hag is trying to do. Um, and I actually saw a stat that over these first three games, we're actually um, – number one in the Premier League or tied for first for winning the ball in the final third. So we're doing a really good job on pressing and winning the ball up there. Um, but man, once they get through that press, I mean, they just run 40, 50 yards and then they get a shot on goal. I mean, it's just, that's not going to sustain throughout the season. No, and especially when we play, play the big boys. Yeah. Our midfield has, has been getting exposed. Like you said, once they break that first line, Casemiro looks off of it. I don't know if he's, I don't know what's going on there, but he's he's not able to to hold it down by himself. And the whole Mount Bruno thing uh, hasn't looked great so far. Um, 
which we won't see for a bit, I guess, because Mason Mount's going to be going to be out for, you know, at least until after the international break. But yeah, um, yeah. Garnacho got another run out on the left. Didn't, didn't look, look great. great. Didn't yeah. look great again. Um, Anthony looked all I mean, it was just a everything. Everyone. I don't know if anybody played well that game. Honestly, I'm, I'm having trouble remembering. I tried to block it out, but I don't remember anybody, you know, really impressing me that game at all. Yeah, I think my man of the match was seriously Onana, which is uh, not good. It, it's yeah. not good. I think, yeah, I think we've already said, I think you said on the last one, if we're picking him man in the match every game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, Tyler, what did you, what have you thought of, you know, kind of the new experiment, if you will, of Ten Hogs pressing and Mason Mount? Yeah, I don't think we've seen the best of Mason Mount. Um, I know a lot of people were, he's kind of, um, I don't know how to, People love him. People hate him, I guess. Or, you know, people are willing to give him time. Some people think he was uh, should have never been signed. And yeah, I, I'm somewhere in the middle right now. He hasn't impressed me much. I'll give him time. But yeah, it seems to me like he wasn't the guy we needed right now. Um, You know, a, a more prominent holding midfielder. But, you know, what might have been the way to go. Uh, not, you know, a Bruno type. Because when, when they, they switch things around, they've been switching Bruno, pushing him to the right wing whenever to accommodate for Mount to play centrally. And like you said, I mean, we're winning the ball, but he's not he's not doing enough once you win it, and it's kind of him and Bruno are getting in the way. So maybe it's just going to take some time. Um, but right now, yeah, we looked we looked better against obviously a not a great side in, in Forest, but we looked better with our the midfield trio from last year with Erickson, Casimir, and Bruno in there. It, it, yeah, it, it held up a little better. So yeah. I don't know what you think. You like Mason Mount? You think he's gonna he's gonna be all right? I think he's been very average, hasn't really impressed by any means. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know if I should be questioning so much him because he might be doing exactly what Ten Hag wants. So should I question him and his ability in his form or should I question Ten Hag? And, you know, from what I can tell, Ten Hag seems to tinker. Like, he seems to try and, like, figure things out. So right now he might just be trying to figure out, does Bruno and Mount actually work together or should I strictly only use them somewhat interchangeably and keep someone else, like if we get another midfielder that is maybe more of a holding, maybe have them back with Casemiro or have Erickson back. Because um, I'm sure there'll be games where he may want Mount out wide and Bruno in the middle and vice versa, and then maybe two sit back. I mean, I don't know. I just I can see Ten Hag kind of tinkering and trying different things. So we'll we'll see. But yeah, so far, I, I haven't been – I'm not going to say he's been terrible, but I, I haven't been real impressed. No, no, it hasn't looked great. It didn't look great in preseason. Um, you know, I would say, you know, it's it's still early, but we got to see a fair a fair amount of them playing together on preseason. It never like it didn't really gel then. So yeah, it, it might take some time. And I saw you know a quote from Ten Hog saying that er- Christian Erickson never played so deep as he did last year, and it was kind of new to him. And Mason Mount's going to have to learn to kind of be a, a deeper lying player. Um, so I guess we'll see. We'll give it time. Um, but yeah, it's not been great so far, and. I hope he's not out too long, but then again, you know, maybe it gives us some time to to look into some other options, whether that be, um, you know, McTominay or if Manu gets back in, in his fit, he gets a run out for a bit. So we'll see. Um, but I want to like, see Manu so bad. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I want to no, see Manu good. back so bad. I just want to see what Ten Hag could do with him, maybe. He looked great in preseason. I think we're going to see a lot of him. Um, I don't want to pin our hopes on a kid, but. I know, you know, well, I mean, desperate times, I guess that midfield, <laughs> that, that midfield is not looking great. Um, not to say that it's, it, if we don't start, you know, 
capitalizing on our chances that the midfield, you know, is really just some pressure and maybe we'll look a little better once we start putting some goals away. But yeah, right now it's, it's not been, it's not been up to our standards. We'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you good to move on to the forest game? The most recent sure. game? Yeah, we can jump into the forest game. Um, so yeah, uh, the awful, awful first five minutes. I don't yeah. Know, first four yeah. minutes. Good God. I had a, I had a rough morning. I, I got up, got ready headed out to my car to get to skinnies and uh, found out I had a flat, I guess on Friday or not Friday, Thursday, last week, I was driving all over uh, Eastern Oklahoma and I guess I picked up a nail. So anyway, I had to go to discount to get it fixed. Cause these are tires that are only like two months old. And as I sit down, they I've given them my keys. I've told them the situation. I sit down and I literally just started it and they score the first goal. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And so I had to like rewind just a little bit to see the whole thing. And I was like, why was Rashford playing defense off of a corner? Like I was so lost. Um, of course, once I watched the replay and saw, you know, the whole situation, it made more sense. But then literally like after I catch up on that goal, they score the next goal. And I was like, you've You've got to be kidding me. This is how we're starting four minutes in. You texted me and you're like, maybe I won't make it after all. <laughs> and I was just like, I probably, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just not meant to be. Um, yeah, that corner was was not great. Um, and they caught us on the break and Rasher being last man back, you could tell he, I mean, he's not known for his tackling anyway. And he probably didn't want to go up potential red card there and early dive in. So he let him go and then maybe caught a little a little back but uh, i'm not going to fault the keeper for that at all it was just kind of one of those things where corners are you know i think they said that more more teams get scored against than they do uh score four on corners like statistically it's it's just as dangerous when you're trying to press and yeah expose the back so um we got caught and forest uh yeah they really took it to us early on that whole that goal if you watch the replay is weird because wambasaka misses the header and the the guy gets it over him and then Rashford misjudges it catches up almost pokes the ball away the guy kicks it as he's poking it away and Onana for some reason I guess thought he was going to shoot sooner than he did so he like is half down on the ground and then dives again and still almost blocks it <laughs> so it was it was a really weird goal I mean credit to them they, they took advantage of it but I still think easily could have been avoided yeah it was a scrappy terrible goal to give away um but then we turn right around did it a few minutes later with a with a fluke of a goal i mean a, a double deflection and then just left anana kind of helpless there flat-footed nothing to do so yeah really uh really started off poorly and i think we all thought here we go like it was it was panic stations for a few yeah it's there yeah i kind of and i don't i don't want to pick on one player because he's been really good and i think he had a really good game after these two points but i think juan basaka blew it on both of those um from the replay i saw especially the slow-mo martinez and juan basaka both go for the header um on that free kick and both missed it and then that guy uh heads it in uh i think it was bowley bowley heads it in yeah so they they in you know in I think Wamasaka's improved, but I think he's had some issues with heading the ball away on crosses previously. So it's it's kind of just more of the same from him. Um, I think I've seen some improvement out of him. Um, maybe that's just me being somewhat positive. Uh, but after that point, I thought Wamasaka like going up the field, dribbling, passing. I, I thought he did a good job. Yeah, no, I thought he was um, 
Yeah, after that, I think everyone kind of started off slow, and I won't sing all of anybody, but after that, he was one of our best players, I think. And uh, yeah, and he has been one of our best players, um, a resurgent Juan Basaka, you know. And yeah, positionally, he's not, it's not been his forte. He seems to kind of get lost sometimes, but um, no, he's, he's miles ahead of where he was a season and a half ago. So, oh, yeah, yeah, not gonna, not gonna dog him too much, but um, we did hey, random, uh, random question. Yeah. Do you do you watch like every game on replay afterwards, or do you just watch highlights, or do you just try to avoid them? United games. I mean, I, if we lose, I never want to think about it again. So no chance. <laughs> um, if we if it's a win or you know a fun draw or whatever, then I I will tend to go back and either have it on as I'm doing something else, or I definitely always watch like the extended highlight package they put out mm-hmm. just to kind of relive it. But sometimes I'll go back and watch it again, and or at least you know passages of play that you know, sequences that were important to the game and stuff like that. But if we lose, absolutely not. That's gone forever. Never watch that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes even if we lose, I'll watch the highlights back just to watch some like slow-mos of what the heck we were doing, why that failed in certain parts, but like the beat downs against city and Liverpool last year did not watch those again. Could not care less. Um, But yeah, sometimes (laughs) I'll go back, but yeah, I'm like you, I'll watch certain, plays um i definitely watch a bunch of the highlights if it's a really good win i'll definitely watch a bunch of those highlights and then i'll I'll usually sit down with my boys and and watch it with them if if i think certain plays were really cool or or one of the goals was really good you know i'll do some of that too but i'm just curious what other people do now back in the day when they would fox sports would have like the premier league review show on sunday nights that was always like must see tv because united were always winning too and so yeah that was always fun now i'm like at the point where I have to, I feel like I have to just revel in these, these good moments when we get them. Cause too often, you know, my weekends are ruined by a poor United performance. It seems like these days, but, but yeah. not this weekend, um, gave those, those two early goals, but then quickly, um, engineered a pretty nice comeback, a, a vintage United comeback, I guess against a pretty poor opponent, but, uh, maybe not as bad as, as we uh, thought they were, who knows, um, yeah. time will tell on how, how good for us end up being, but, uh, once they, they scored those two goals, they sat back and were, were hoping to cling uh, to the lead and then, you know, hit us on the counter, which didn't really work out. I mean, we got that Rashford uh, on the left was good. I mean, that's where he should play. Everyone in the world knows that. So um, he kind of created that first goal, beating his man and getting the ball into Erickson. And we were back in the game, and I don't think we ever really let up from that point on. Um, I think good. they – I think they let us come in a little oh, bit, yeah. you know, like, like they let it. And I get it. They're up, they're up to nothing at old Trafford. Um, so I, I totally get it. Um, but at the same time, you know, they kind of let us play the way we wanted a little bit. Um, I, I liked what Rashford did on the left. He definitely looked better. I still think he could have done more. I still want more from Rashford, especially at this point, like he's not 20 anymore. Like what is he 24, 25? Like I, I think he should be really taking it to guys more than he has been. So I, I still want, Still want more for Rashford, to be honest. Well, he had he had an assist, Allen, and then he got he did the ball over to Bruno, who assisted for Casemiro. He did, and he won the penalty. The, I'm not saying he was bad or anything, but no, Rashford. Um, he struck as much as he struggled as a nine. He succeeded, I think, for the most part on the left, going yeah. at guys, and his his replacement Martial getting a run out uh, wasn't great. Um, I don't know. He might have been maybe one of the worst players out there, but. He also didn't play at all preseason, so yeah, he's got to warm up. I think you know. Yeah, and by warm up you mean maybe get hurt and doing. <laughs> I mean, who knows how much time hey, we get him? Don't jinx it! Don't jinx it! If he warms no, up, I mean, he, it, if he can get going, I think he could be good. But yeah. I just don't know if he's gonna get going. He looks. He just looks so. I mean, 
I won't judge him after this one game, but he just hasn't looked kind of the same as he did, you know, a few seasons ago when he was when he was putting everything away and he maybe he's lost a step. I don't know, or he's he's nervous he's gonna get hurt again if he if he goes on an all out sprint. But yeah, right. Marsh Martial isn't the guy and but maybe maybe Rasmus Hoyland will get his debut at the weekend and and we'll never look back and we'll have a proper nine dominating in the box. We'll see. You think that's a good idea? I think that's a lot to put on a kid to start oh, at Arsenal. I, oh, I don't think he'll start. I think he'll come off the bench. Um, yeah, you know he'll yeah. get he'll get half an hour or whatever whatever's necessary, depending on how the game's going. Um, yeah. But if we we're can, up two nothing. He'll just play defense for us. So. Yeah, which he might have to, considering how we lost. We lost Varane. We lost another player. Hopefully that Ten Hag didn't make it sound like it's too serious. But Varane came out at halftime with, uh, I don't I don't even know what it was. I didn't even see what they said it was, but. I haven't seen anything. No, they've been keeping they've been keeping that quiet. I think they just said it wasn't a, a serious thing, and he might be involved this weekend. But Lindelof no one seems to know what to, no one seems to know what's wrong with Malassia either. Like uh, like they are like really tight lipped about these things right now. They're keeping him very close to the chest. But Lindelof came on and was good. I mean, he's he's a really solid center back, and he uh, had a couple of moments where he had to be physical, which isn't always his his strength. But he did well. Um, yep. Kudos to Victor Lindelof. He he held it down back there. Yep. I think he's a great backup. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so yeah, we went down, we went into the break down a goal, but you know, definitely on the front foot. And it only took seven minutes after the after the halftime restart where we had that that free kick and <laughs> Bruno plays it back and everyone's like, What in the hell is this? This is garbage. But then uh then Bruno timed his run um perfectly. Rashford found him and then just squared it for Casemiro, who I thought was gonna gonna fluff that thing, kind of like he did earlier, where the, the header, yeah, the yeah. header that he, he probably should have put away, you know. Yeah. But now he put it away, and then it was it was pretty much one way track second half. I think they threatened maybe once or twice, and Anana had to make a good save, but um, we were all over him. And then uh, yeah, Rashford, which people are talking about that now. They didn't tell you, you know, you know, Alan. We talked about this last episode how, um. The pundits were talking about us getting controversial penalty call or whatever, yep. and and kept going on and on about it, and then nothing, not a word really after the Tottenham game. How there was that, what I thought was a blatant handball. I'm not sure how it's not getting called, but we'll let it go. And then Rashford, you know, sprints past the guy and gets 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 bumped and goes down and wins a penalty. Which I mean, it's one of those things where you say it's a, a foul anywhere else in the field, right? Like that's yep. When a guy's running at full speed, it doesn't take much to knock him down. So I don't know. I've seen quite a bit of uh of the fallout from that and here we go again it's going to be every time um yep yep if the if the jerseys were switched they would they would be like oh that is a penalty all day but because it was for us they're gonna oh yeah they're gonna complain but i guess that's just how it goes right um there's just a narrative that people want to keep it's just how it is you know they just have narratives hated adored never never ignored yeah but i i kind of thought we'd go on and maybe get another goal make it comfortable but we didn't really need i mean you know, obviously we didn't need it, but I think we were in oh, they had a red card, obviously. Didn't even mention that. Yeah. So we they had the sending off in the what was it? I don't know, sixty six, sixty seven, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. so then they were down a man. So that, that kind of helped lead to the goal. We we knew it was coming. We knew we were gonna win that thing. I it felt like we were gonna win that thing, which isn't always the case for us. I feel like it's not yeah <laughs> these days, but yeah. I feel like people were questioning the red card too, but I thought it was clearly like a red card. Because yeah. because he stopped the goal scoring opportunity. Yeah, I mean the other center backs there could potentially come over and cover, so I could see it going either way. But once they gave it, there was no way you could. Yeah, in that so. Yeah, but uh, I think you know we we 
He's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of stick. I thought Anthony was pretty good. Um, he was. He was save that he forced Turner to make was pretty pretty impressive. That shot was definitely going in. The Anthony special cutting in on his left, yeah, exactly. Front, a back post, yeah. I mean, yeah. keepers are just going to start sitting on the back post now, not even move for his shot. But, <laughs> but he did some good things. He got around and played wide. He used his right foot. He he cut in, or he cut. He refused to cut in a few times and actually went outside. So it was. I mean, he's going to need to kind of evolve and not be so predictable. So hopefully that was just kind of a, a confidence builder, and we'll see more and more because Ten Hag likes him. Uh, he's one of his guys, and I don't think he's going to be out of the lineup anytime soon unless he just really, really falls right. apart. Right. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good too. And then, you know, when he plays, I, I feel like when he plays smart and aggressive, then he's pretty good. There are times where he seems to just want to be aggressive and just leaves the smart decisions um, behind. Um, and so it doesn't go as great. Or he just wants to like embarrass people. And I'm like, that, that that situation does not need that dribble or that nutmeg or whatever you're trying to do. So Again, when he when he combines his aggression with being smart, I think it works out pretty well. And um, he could definitely beat people on his left. I mean, Iron Robin did it for a whole career, and everybody knew what he was going to do, and he still beat you to it. So he can he can make a career out of it. You just got to be you know top at it, top notch. I, I, hope I would like to go ahead. I hope he's as good as Iron Robin. That's the yeah. Part, right? <laughs> I mean, I would like him to develop a right, just so he's you know less predictable, but. You know, we'll see. I mean, he keeps trying the right. He keeps doing a few things with it. So he's yeah. he's trying I mean, to get there, but he's way more comfortable on his left. Obviously, Messi doesn't need a right foot, and he's doing okay. So you know, yeah, yeah. If that guy can do it, anybody can do it. I think um, Messi's making the MLS look like little kids. <laughs> um, I know yeah. you want to talk about our new captain a little bit, and how, how are you feeling about uh, Bruno Fernandez wearing the armband? I mean, I don't. I just see quite a bit of hate um, or or questioning. It's not all hate. It's just questioning. Like, is he the right person? Does he have the right personality? Is he doing a good job? And um, I mean, I, I I don't know who else we would have. I mean, I feel like you need someone who's been there a while, who knows the club. Don't get me wrong. I think Martinez or Casemiro, Onana, they show that leadership quality. I just they haven't been there long enough. So I don't think you should just hand them the captaincy just just based off of those things. So I think someone who's been there um, and who shows a bunch of leadership like Bruno does, I mean, don't get me wrong against Spurs. I, I don't know how much, you know, captain leadership quality he showed, but um, I thought against Forrest when we were down, he definitely led the charge and, and made it happen. hundred percent agree. I mean, his passion is his next level. I mean, he, you can tell he cares about, about the shirt. Um, he fights for it. He plays every game, um, yep. wants to play every game, never wants to sit out. And he's a vocal leader as well as, um, you know, leading by example. And I know other fans hate him, which is great. Um, you want to have guys like that, that, you know, you, you're leveling, you're on their team, they're on your team, but you hate them when they're on somebody else's team. So um, I think he does pretty much all the right things. He, but you're like you said, he is a little divisive and some people I think, get uh, get tired of his antics maybe his uh his theatrics his drama which he does have a fair bit of that but uh, like you mentioned earlier um we're creating more chances than anybody else in the league and i saw a stat that said bruno has been involved and i think he's as far as games in which he's got a goal and an assist he's done that more times than anybody else since he entered the league so he's a an important impactful player and you cannot understate his value i love bruno yeah. Fernandez. long long may he reign as our as our captain 
his stats per game since he's joined United are just, I mean, at least for goal involvement and everything, just nuts. And then chances created is ridiculous. Last year he was top in what all five um, top leagues. I mean, he was again this year, he's tied for most big chances created already with 10. Yep. So, I mean, he's doing, he's doing phenomenal. So I, I really, I mean, like you, I really like Bruno and I, I hope he stays. Um, I, I think his attitude sometimes could definitely be a little better during some games, you know, like the Liverpool game last year and stuff like that. But at the same time, we were getting walloped. I mean, who's not going to have a bad – I would – I'm not going to lie. I'd probably have a bad attitude during that game. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of get where some of the people come with, with their questions and stuff. But the people that deny his quality are the ones that I'm just like – I. I don't understand your logic at all for that. Well, so. they're, they're the same people who who praise Roy Keane, who I love Roy Keane, one of my favorite players of all time, but literally went on MUTV and slagged off a bunch of his teammates yeah. you know, as, as captain of the team. So yeah, um, you can't have it. You know, a, a, a captain is going to have to be a passionate individual, and Bruno is that. And it might be a little divisive at times, but his his good far out, far outweighs the, uh, the negative side of his game for sure. For sure. Agreed. Agreed. So I, I like him as captain, honestly. And I mean, I, I'm good with it, but I get why people don't like it to an extent or like some of the stuff he does. But I, I think it's it's it was the right call to make him captain. Agreed. And we had a, a rare fun day out at Skinny's, not just because we won, but because we played at the same time as Arsenal and they kind of uh they kind of choked, didn't they? Which is which is fun. It doesn't happen enough for us at Skinny. Usually we're the ones, you know, we're up there with other fans and we're getting reamed, but that was, a, that was that was a good day out of the pub. Yep, they they definitely kind of blew it um, against a ten man Fulham, but yeah, so we had some fun kind of getting to uh, chat at them a little bit while we're winning, and they all of a sudden are about to drop points. Um, so for those who don't know, Skinny Slims is uh, is the soccer pub in town, and it is a shared pub. We don't have it all to ourselves, and whenever United are playing at the same time as other teams, we, uh, you know, we, we are packed in there with, with other uh, rival fans. And on this day, the Arsenal group has got a pretty sizable group where we're kind of, ha- we're backed up against them. And, mm-hmm. and there were some words exchanged, but it, it's always a, and it, you know, it's always, it's always a uh, ingested fun. It's always ingested and fun. Exactly. Sometimes it gets taken a little too seriously. Probably I won't, called anybody for burning a hole in our flag but um it does happen from time to time where people take things too personally so but usually it's you know it's okay and those arsenal fans are all tourists anyways they don't even care so <laughs> they did they hopped on the bad line last year <laughs> yeah the banter is definitely fun at skinnies um so and, and you know some of the english uh guys that come down they tell us that this would never happen in england so the fact that we get to do it in in uh, the u.s and in okc is pretty special so Apparently, no, no that you, would never happen. You go to Manchester, and it's just a, it's split half and half. Alan, you got a city. Oh yeah, kind of fans for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Speaking of city, unfortunately, with Arsenal dropping points, um, not unfortunate too much, but it does leave City all by themselves at the top. So of yeah. the table right now, which Shock, is an idea. Shocker, shocker. I know, there. I know, but still, <laughs> it's not what you want to see when you pull up the league table. No, and then Liverpool coming from behind down a man to beat Newcastle at St. James's Park was not, no. was not great. But no. then again, Newcastle is going to be a Champions League rival for us this year in terms of top four places. So maybe yep. we'll look back on that and, and thank Liverpool. But I also don't want them gaining any momentum either. So 
Right. But with City and Liverpool winning the way they did, um, you know, Arsenal dropping points, Chelsea winning, it was big for us to come back and make sure that we won that game. You know, Tottenham obviously is looking pretty good and they they won another game. So it was important for us to make sure and win that game at home. And um, I think uh, we hit the 31 unbeaten in the Premier League. Is that correct? Or is it just all? Uh, I think it's all but- competitions. I think so. I think it's all competitions. Yeah. And then it was like 20 in the Premier League, I think, or something yeah. like that. It would have to be because we lost the opener at home last year. And they're right. Like, so, yeah, all competitions. Uh, Old Trafford is becoming a fortress again. So it should be. I'm going to say this. It should be longer than that because that stupid penalty that they gave Real Sociedad last year is absolutely ridiculous. But people want to complain about our handballs and all this other nonsense. But, yeah, they just give out a, a phantom penalty. And so we lose that game. Preaching to the choir, Alan. Preaching to the choir. Just letting people know. I'm still um, frustrated about that. <laughs> and before we, we wrap up the, the conversation about the game on, what was it? It was on Saturday, um, the win against Forest. There was a, an interesting development after the game, an organized protest, the first ever sit-in protest at Old Trafford. Yep. Uh, the, the 1958, for those who aren't familiar, is a group that's um, very much glazers out who are trying to organize different ways to – um, to protest against the ownership and they they organized a sit-in and i believe it was eight ten thousand fans stayed after the game for an hour plus um singing yep. and chanting we want glazers out and yep. kudos to them for that it seemed like it was it it looked uh it looked impactful it looked like they they did well with that so i don't know do you want to do you want to talk about ownership? Maybe we should save the ownership discussion for a later podcast. Because <laughs> we I probably mean, have time. It's never it's never going to be resolved. Right, right, exactly. But, you know, the more that we can let them know that we're not happy with them and the more that the fans, you know, can be heard in any way, form, or fashion is, is good. You know, they said after that Super League stuff that they'd be more involved, that there's a fan forum, and we're going to talk. What's happened? I haven't heard of anything. I haven't heard of any extra talks. I haven't heard of them coming in and trying to make sure, you know, what the fans are thinking or feeling or any of that stuff. So I haven't seen any change from any of that. So the more that we can do this to let them know, not that we, you know, us, you know, American fans necessarily are doing that, but you know, the, the fans at the stadium and, you know, whatever we can do is, uh, is important. I think. It is, it is. And, but there are people behind the scenes in UST must, and the Manchester United yeah. supporters trust are, are always working and trying to, to, you know, make it a better, a better experience, a better, a healthier relationship between the fans and the club. So I think progress is being made, but at the end of the day, it comes down to what ownership uh, really cares about. And that's uh, the bottom line. And as we know, United's a cash cow. Some call it a commercial club. Um, yep. So, you know, we'll see if, if, if match going fans are, are up in arms, then that's that's probably a good way to to keep their attention. Maybe they'll eventually sell, but I'm not gonna hold my breath out. I don't know if we're selling anytime soon. Oh Every- my word. Yeah, having to wait for the sell is insane. We were we're getting close to a year when they first uh started talking about it and they told us at the end of last year it'd be early first quarter of twenty twenty three it'd be resolved and no, we, we were told we were told April at one point, I think. Yeah. Or May. Yeah. And look where we are. Like this uh, is this is nuts. Yeah. Well, they gotta analyze those bids. You know, they gotta they gotta figure out how to attract every dollar. All two of them. The All two yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh let's wrap put a wrap on that and take a quick break and come back and talk about um player personnel. Let's do that. Cool. All right. 
right, we're back. Um, before we get to the Arsenal game coming up this Sunday, we've got a busy week ahead prior to that. Uh, the the transfer window closes on Friday, uh, September 1st, I believe at 5 o'clock Central Time. Um, and then the Champions League draw is this Thursday. So we'll we'll talk about um, potential opponents there. But, um, Alan, we're three games in and already – already under a bit of a a bit of duress when it comes to injuries we've we picked up another one like we mentioned Rafa Varane joins Luke Shaw who's out for an extended period of time Mason Mount Tom Heaton Ahmad Diallo Rasmus Holland who might be back this weekend Tara Malasia and then Kabi Mainu so um it sounds like United are probably in for at least one more player um where do you see things going in in terms of uh you know bringing guys in now that we're missing a few a few key pieces I think that I think that Henderson deal needs to happen, and then we have a little bit of cash to move around some things. And yeah, I guess... Dean Henderson to Crystal Palace is that not a done deal? I thought I saw that it was done. No, they haven't announced that officially. Oh, I haven't seen it. If it was, I just okay. knew that he was over there for a medical. So oh, okay, I, but I mean, yeah, I've been pretty busy today, so I could have definitely <laughs> missed it on my phone. Oh, I don't think it happened today. I just thought I saw over the weekend they'd agreed terms, and it was basically a done deal. But yeah, it, it definitely could have. Um, but yeah, I. I think with that, then maybe we can get a backup goalkeeper, um, which I think they already are looking at a guy, um, but I can't remember his name. But um, it looks like they already have somebody pegged. And then maybe looking at a uh, maybe Gravenberch or Amrabat, um, which I liked Gravenberch from what I've seen um, when he was he was he was under Ten Hag at Ajax, right? Uh, that's yes. what I, that's yeah. what I think. Yep. If I remember correctly. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I think I might lean towards Amrabat, but whatever they can get through the door would probably be helpful. And then we're getting linked with a bunch of left backs, um, basically for loan just to try and get some cover because Dallow, I thought did a decent job, but of course that's against forest when they're up to nothing. And then they kind of let you do what they want. So I, I still don't think he looks super comfortable, comfortable over there. So he, yeah, he was okay. Else. I, I wondered if Alvaro Fernandez might might get a run out and get some minutes there. Um, but uh, Tenag opted for the experienced player out of position, which he did okay. wasn't great, wasn't terrible. Kind of like how Delo seems to always do. Um, yep. But yeah, like you mentioned, we're in for Cucurello potentially on loan from Chelsea, Marcos Alonso from Barcelona, and then Sergio Regulon from Tottenham. Which I don't know. I mean. I'm going to have a hard time uh, eating crow if we sign Marcus Alonso because I I give Chelsea fans a lot of shit because he's uh, got some uh, a controversy surrounding him that we won't yes. get on this podcast. But yeah. Cucurella is a fine player. He is good for Brighton. He really hasn't gotten a ton of time at Chelsea, and obviously they've been been through a kind of a weird spell. So I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who I prefer there. Honestly, I, I kind of want to well, see give chance to the kid, but you know, who yeah. Knows? That's kind of how I feel because what I've seen of uh, Cucurella and Regulon have not been good. Whenever I watch them for either team, I've yeah. I've not um, really think they'll be up to our standard by any means. Now, obviously, I think Ten Hag just wants somebody to cover until Malasia or Shar back, which I'm guessing is going to be a couple months since they're looking at loan options. So I think they just want some sort of cover. But man, I. I'm not real thrilled with with either of those options, but no, I mean, we're we're already limited on what we can spend right now with you know FFP. Exactly. So I, we don't we don't have a lot of room, and that probably rules out a move for for Amarad or some other midfield bolstering option. Maybe not though. Maybe maybe not. But 
it sounds like yeah if we get one more in it might end up being a left back which is a little underwhelming but what can if you... we do it on loan i don't think that affects the ffp as much but um, i'm not you're an right, expert you're, you're right i suppose it does um unless... i don't know i'm not an expert but well, I wonder how it does work with potentially because I think Chelsea want um, you know, like a loan fee and paying a salary. So I wonder how True. that all how that all uh, ties into it. Yeah. Uh, probably should do some research before we start talking about things like that, but that's <laughs> that's okay. Um we're just Americans talking some soccer, Alan. Um one player we know we're not gonna be getting back is Mason Greenwood, the club uh Chuck tail and announced that he would no longer be coming back to the club after it was leaked that they were trying to integrate him back into the squad. So yeah, we talked talk a little last time. Are you are you good with that decision? Yeah, yeah, I think that was the right decision. To be honest, as much as I want to see you know people given second chances, I, I think I think for both parties it's probably best because like you were saying on the last pod, like can you imagine him being on the field and just the ridicule, the absolute haze he's going to get from opposing fans, from from even our own fans? I mean, I just I don't think it's going to be an ideal situation. Um, so I agree. I, I think. I think it was probably the best for for both parties. Um, just the club handled it so poorly, the whole thing. Exactly, um, it's yeah, pretty exactly. embarrassing and kind of just a a good example of of how poorly we handle certain PR related crises. So, do you um, think um do you think they U turned? I mean, do you think the oh yeah the athletic? Do you think the athletic was correct in the report and then they U turned on it? One hundred percent. I think they were definitely uh, wanted to kind of they they had a plan in place um, mm-hmm. and they were gonna they were gonna enact that plan and the uh putting that that nothing statement out right after the athletic you know was going to leak that article or or, you know it shed some light on the whole process um was definitely a way to kind of gauge the fan base and it was it was pretty bad the backlash was bad i think it's the right move um he'll go he'll go somewhere else and do well and hopefully he doesn't come back to bite us um but yeah i i wish they made that decision a long time ago we could have already moved on and avoided all this mess but hmm. oh well maybe maybe we can get some money out of them and call it good right yeah yeah well yeah hopefully him and his partner and everybody can just move on and have a better life make never make talk changes. about him again <laughs> bury him deep down uh, uh but yeah it looks like there might be a little movement this week i would i would assume we sign make a signing we'll see um but expecting then, like last day type of loan deal or something that's that's what this is at least we already got some players at. in we're not waiting till the last minute like we tend completely, to completely <laughs> completely agree but i feel like we do need some more reinforcements and we're just for whatever i don't know if it's a glazer thing i i, I mean i kind of lean towards it being that way but yeah we're just leaving it late well uh before the window closes though we do we will find out our, our group stage opponents in the champions league the draw is this coming from this thursday um which is nice because we were we were out of the Champions League last year, which is always a bummer. Um, a club of United stature should always be in the Champions League. Um, there's yep. no reason not to be. Um, yep. But yeah, we're, it's, we're it's, go ahead. It's, it's exciting to be back. I'm excited to watch this again. Hopefully, we don't get. I mean, I hope we get some decent opponents, but um, yeah, I hope we don't get destroyed with like a, you know, Real Madrid or I mean, I don't know, Real Madrid. We might well, could. We can't, we won't play them. I was getting ready to read the the, word in pot two with Real Madrid, Inter Milan, Borussia Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, Red Bull Leipzig, Porto, and Arsenal. So, obviously, we won't get any of those teams, but uh, potential group stage opponents are 
We'll just get Man City and Barcelona. That's what we'll get. <laughs> well, can't get City because they're an English club. So they won't be they'll be out of the mix too uh, for the group stage. But Sevilla, Barcelona, Napoli, Bayern Munich, PSG, Benfica, Feyenoord, Shakhtar, Rebel Salzburg, AC Milan, Lazio, Red Star Belgrade, Sociedad, Celtic, and there's a bunch of qualifiers. Uh and then Either- UEFA is going to make an exception and make us play City just for the ratings. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. You know, maybe we could knock them out this year. Um, we could definitely get Barcelona, which that was a lot of fun last year in the Europa it League. Was. I complained about Europa League, but you know that was that was a fun tie last year. Sevilla, we want to avoid at all costs. They always have our number, don't they? Um, <laughs> Seems like it, but they seem to drop out every year in the group stage and just go to Europa anyway. Yeah, they love that Europa League, man. That's their jam. Um, Napoli, obviously still good. Bayern Munich, a juggernaut. PSG, probably want to avoid them, but we're going to get somebody, at least one or one or two good teams. So, um, I It'll think be interesting to to be the best. You got to beat the best on. So, I say bring it on. Um, bring I would Barcelona. be too worried. I would be too worried if we got PSG, to be honest. But yeah, I mean they're kind of a they're a mess right now. Yeah, they are a mess, but they got Mbappe for well, at least one more year. So you know, always dangerous. Play. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't really care. I'm just excited to be back in the top competition again. I miss the the Champions League anthem and, you know, playing on Tuesdays and Wednesdays as opposed to Thursdays, which always moved our league games to Sundays. That's always a, a bummer. But yep. um, it'll be fun, man. I hope we I hope we have a, a successful run. I expect to get at least out of the group stage regardless. Then hopefully make a decent run. I don't know if we're quite on, on the level of some of these other teams just yet. But you never know. We, we got a long ways to go before we get there. What was our predictions? For the Champions League, do you remember? I think you predicted a, a quadruple, if I'm not mistaken. You, you said we were winning everything, so I guess first. Um, well, you, you said that Onana was never going to give up another goal. So, no, I would never say that. He's given up four since then, <laughs> <laughs> and, and some of them are pretty embarrassing. Um, no, I think I don't know. I don't know what we predicted, but I could see it. I think we said semifinals, maybe or semis. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take a deep Champions League run. I don't think we're winning it, but we've seen some crap sides win Champions League in recent years that probably had no business doing so. Um, so Our forward's got to start scoring if we want to make a deep run. Yeah, and hopefully this weekend um, is it kind starts. of the beginning of that. With, yeah, with Rasmus Hoyland, our savior, coming in. Um, that's kind of all I had for for player personnel. And then the, uh, the Champions League draw, Alan, is there anything you wanted to add to any of that stuff? Yeah, I think that's it for that part. All right, well, let's take one more quick break, um, and then we'll talk about Arsenal. talk about the next upcoming fixture which is a big one um a really big one arsenal away sunday 10 30 central time and it's on the big nbc um it's always a fun a fun matchup out when we play arsenal um and they're they're coming off a, a good season and you know a pretty good start so far you know we, we mentioned their their draw last weekend but they're it's going to be a tough game no doubt about it yeah they're really good at home um and they seem to be, I mean, as much as they kind of seem to be falling apart a little bit in their in their second halves, from what I've watched, they still uh, 
definitely have people that can score, definitely can control the game. So we definitely have to be on our A game if we want to try and uh, pull out a win on this one. Um, I mean, to be honest, I'd be okay with a draw, but a win would be amazing. Yeah, I think you go to a tough place like the Emirates with a good Arsenal squad and you think a draw, you know, is a a good result. Um, We'll see how the game plays out. Obviously, we used to go there and expect a win more often than not, or at least there was a period of time where we kind of dominated them at the Emirates and and have a lot of fun with that. Not so much recently. Um, they're they're a good side, and um, though they are coming off kind of a, a demoralizing, a downer draw at home against Fulham, like we mentioned, they were up. Uh, they went down one nil, and then rebounded, scored two goals, and then turned the game on its head, but then gave up a late, a late equalizer after being up a man. Um, like which, like we said, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun at Skinnies. Yep. They, they still haven't looked great. You know, they only scored one against Palace, of course, was at Palace, which is kind of a tricky place. Um, but and then they, you know, the first game of the season against uh, Forest, they got up to nothing. And then in the second half, they just kind of let Forest come back into the game and Forest was able to score one. And then um, I think they had another really big chance that they probably should have scored to tie it up. But they they Forest missed it. Um, so, yeah, apparently, you know, Arsenal comes out the gate pretty fast and then they kind of let off in the second half so if maybe we can weather that first part and uh, see what happens after that we might have a shot yeah it'll be interesting because they're they're really good in transition um and they have explosive attackers a lot of pace and so um it's the kind of game where i think it's going to be open um both ways i just hope that we don't get overrun in midfield and they just turn through us because it can get ugly in a hurry if if we're not prepared if we're not set up right um yep I, you think he? Do you think he switches up midfield at all? Maybe McTominay or something, just to add some extra steel in there. I mean, no, no, I don't. I think he'll go with the, 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 uh, the same starting midfield from last week, and hope that we, uh, you know, can hold our own. But I don't know, man. I it, it could go wrong in a hurry. So, yeah, yeah. Tom, McTominay might be the guy, that, kind of a an enforcer to kind of hold things down in the middle if. If it, if it goes south, but hopefully we start off on the front foot. Um, looking at our results against them last year, would they beat us? And I'm just not remembering while I was looking this up that we gave up a late a late um, goal for them to beat us at the Emirates last year. I'd forgotten about that game, honestly. Um, and Kedia scored in the 90th minute after we had equalized through Sandra Martinez. So um, we beat them at home. We lost at their place, so hopefully we can we can start off the the home and away with a, a little victory um, at their place this time around because we uh, we owe it to them to to kind of um, throw our weight around a bit. Yeah, hopefully we can go there and get the job done. Um, how you feeling ahead of that? You think we're you think we're gonna line up any differently? I kind of think it'll be almost the same lineup. Yeah, I think it'll be the same lineup. I think he's gonna trust Dallow again out left. I think he'll go with. Rashford, Martial, and Anthony. As long as Varane is okay, I think he'll play him again. Otherwise, I think Lindelof will be fine to step in. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree. I think midfield's going to be Erickson and Casemiro, and then he'll probably bring if we're tied or if we're winning, he'll probably bring McTominay in at some point. Um, and and like you were saying for last year's game, you know, I I really like beating Arsenal. I hate losing to them. Um, I think their fans are super up and down, and I just can't stand it when they beat us because they just love to try and revel in it and just shove our faces in it. And I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. But last year, even though we did lose um, on that Enketia uh, goal at the end of the game uh, at the Emirates, anyway, um, 
that was probably my favorite match just because of how back and forth it was. Um, and just, I thought it was a super entertaining uh, match, even though we lost, like, I know that's probably not the best choice, but I still <laughs> just thought it was a really entertaining match. And and I thought we showed a lot of character and a lot of quality that match. And, and we honestly deserved at least a draw. Um, Agreed. So, yeah. yeah. The, the Arsenal United games are always fun. They're always, they seem to be pretty open. They always have goals in them. Whereas some yep. of our rivalry games maybe are a little more dull, a little more cagey. But Arsenal is usually a fun one, and it'll be really fun at Skinny's. Um, come on out Sunday at 10.30, get there early. It'll be packed. Arsenal will, will be out in full force, and we will because we always are. That's right. Hey, what – random. What's your um, what's your favorite win at the Emirates? Oh, favorite Emirates win. Um, or or Highbury. I mean, either one. But what's your favorite at Arsenal win? Yeah, the 4-2 um, from 2004. Um when we the the Keen the Roy Keen tunnel incident with Patrick Vieira, and I think Ronaldo had a brace, and John O'Shea had the chip, the chip, uh, <laughs> the chip goal. Um, it was amazing. That was that was just peak Premier League drama and on field excitement, and but two teams that were were very good, um, going back and forth, and yeah, that was that's just some of the best. Like I, that's one of my favorite games of all time, much less a, a game at away to Arsenal. So yeah, I love that yeah. one. Yeah. I don't know why. I think I leaned towards the Champions League semifinal. And I just think Arsenal fans were so up and like we were going back to the Champions League and we put them in their place. And Ronaldo scored that ridiculous free kick yeah. where the guy's like, this is way too far for Ronaldo. Oh, never mind. He scored it. So I, uh, I that one always sticks out in my mind. I loved that game. Yeah, the counterattack goal with him and G Sung Park and Rooney go link the field in like 10 seconds. And that's one of my favorite ever United goals. And then but yeah, amazing. Uh, G Sung Park scored uh, an early goal and just killed the tie off, and you could the Emirates just went, went went flat. It was amazing. I was actually watching that game in a bar with with a group of people, and one of was an Arsenal fan. I was just I was just talking so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "You're done. You're done. Get out of here. You're done." <laughs> well, the glory days on. Maybe maybe we'll get back there. I'm in Champions right. Finals again this year. Well, hopefully we get to talk some of that smack Sunday. So. Absolutely. Um, well, yeah, um, we were we were talking about player personnel, and uh, it sounds like Rasmus Hoyland might be ready for this one. At least, hopefully, on the bench to make his debut if we need him. So, are you excited? You think you think a number nine solves all our problems? <laughs> I don't know about all of them, but it definitely <laughs> should help focus. You know, everything to a central point in the in the forwards. I think if we can get a striker that can start converting some of these chances, I mean that Bruno is creating. Um, but not just that. If we can have, and and from what I've seen, Hoyland can hold the ball up. He can also distribute it a bit. If we can have a striker do that, I mean, I don't see why, you know, our forwards such as Anthony, Rashford, Sancho, whoever's in there can start playing better, can start, you know, not only getting better chances for themselves, but better chances for the striker and maybe better chances for Bruno. And so I think it just can help out a lot going forward. Yeah, I think we have to kind of check our expectations a little bit. Um, I know people are very high on him because he's – a proper number nine and has scored some nice goals, albeit at a, maybe a, a lesser level. But um, as long as we have someone who's at least in there working hard and creating chances and opening things up for other players, I think that's the most we can expect. And if he's able to, to, you know, score 10 or 15 goals, then, well, then we'll take it. But I, I'm going to hold my breath and hopefully not put all my eggs in the Razzle spoiling basket just yet. Cause we, uh, we can't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you, what do you think his, um, 
what do you think his goal contributions, like goals and assists, will be at the end of the end of the season? Yeah, I mean, I'm ho- I'm hoping for at least at least ten goals and you know five to ten assists. I would say if he could get you know twenty combined twenty goals and assists, that'd be pretty solid. Anything about all comps? All you comps. think all comps? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Although he he's young enough and hopefully not going to be injured all season that he could play most games. So. In all competitions, yeah, let's say 15 goals, 15 assists. How about that? 30, a yeah. 30 uh, combined effort. Perfect. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he did, if he did, if he did 20 goal contributions in the league, that would be really like I'd be really happy with oh, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but even if he comes up with 20, 25 um within all competitions, I mean, I'd I'd be good with that too. So as long as we have somebody, you know, Rashford Bruno kind of helping pick up some of the slack. So because yeah. he's got to get acclimated. He's got to learn, you know, how the Premier League works and, and how Ten Hag wants to use him. So it's going to, we got to be a little patient with him. He's a big body and he'll at least disrupt opposing defenses. So I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. We haven't, um, we haven't had a proper number nine, not counting about that course in a, in a few seasons. So right. Right. <laughs> um, predictions. What do you, what do you think for the, oh. for the game Sunday? Oh, um, Two one to the good guys. Let's go. I think uh, Rashford will get on the score sheet finally, and I think that I think Anthony will score. I think Anthony's going to get a goal this weekend. People are going to, and he's going to, she's going to shush the crowd. <laughs> I'm going to go for two nothing. We're going to really tick them off and just Oof. frustrate them, and we'll we'll be up one nothing for a long time, and then we'll get a, a late second one just to really rub it in their in their faces. So bold predictions, but. I mean, I would honestly take a draw right now, but I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two nothing. We're feeling good. It's still it's Monday, and it's actually the anniversary I saw earlier of the eight two demolition uh, against Arsenal and back oh. in 20, back in 2011. So those highlights have been uh, in and out of my feed all day, which is always always fun to look back on those. Gosh, some of those goals from Rooney. Yeah, and Ashley Young with the bangers. I mean, Ashley that was just, that was a fun day. Uh, a day it that. Was. A day before we were at Skinny's. Unfortunately, we weren't able to be at Skinny's because it wasn't open for business at that point in time. But maybe we can do that again if we if we could ever amazing. just dominate someone like that at Skinny's and with their fans there. That would be that'd be a sight to behold, Alan. Yeah, we had to take it with Liverpool last year, City, City many times over the past ten Tottenham, years. Tottenham six nothing. We did t- endure wow. that. Hey, you know what the best part about that story is? Do you know Annie, the Liverpool fan from Skinny's? Yeah. She bartends sometimes. Yep. She was there after that beat down against Tottenham. And she was like, man, six, nothing. And I said, yeah, you know, it, I guess it kind of happens sometimes. And she's like, not really. And I was like, yeah, I guess. So I leave, right? I go home. I do my thing, whatever. I turn on. Liverpool loses to Aston Villa, I believe, 7-2. And I was like, take that, Annie. But I, I think I think we'll – I think we'll show up big for the for Arsenal game. I think we'll get up. I think we'll want to prove ourselves after some of these lackluster performances. So I'm I'm expecting, I'm expecting a lot. Hopefully they they live up to it. I hope so too, man. At the very least, it'll be a good time out there. Um, yeah. But before we go, um, you wanted to have a fun little chat about maybe some of our favorite United players of all time in the Premier League era. So, um, let's put it out there. Um, you want to go first and name your favorites? Are we doing best our best United players? Or our favorite United players? Well, I think they kind of intertwine, don't you think? I mean, they kind of, oh, I don't they know. Kind of coincide. I don't know. I mean, you know, a few years ago, Ronaldo's probably getting in there, but after his uh, his second tenure at United, I'm not so sure he's my favorite, one of my favorite players anymore. Alan, he kind of, yeah, 
Yeah. It's gonna hurt my feelings. Made me sad. Yeah. But I, I, I think he still makes it for me. Um <clears throat> I I so I guess I'll go first. I think my top, well, I'll go, I'll go third. I think my third top United player in the Premier League would be Cristiano. My second would be Rooney. And can you guess my first? Paul Scholes? Cantona. Ah, okay. Just because of how he revolutionized the team back in the 90s, even though I wasn't watching United back then, like I just I I've listened to a bunch of people went to those games. I've listened to a bunch of people talk about the team back then. And you know, from the stuff I've seen and read, he just completely revolutionized the team and kind of kicked them on to start just For sure. dominating. Yeah, I was going to throw that caveat out there that I won't pick anyone that I didn't watch play week in and week out. But if I did, I mean, Canton is probably right there at the top because, yeah, he did. Uh, he changed the entire uh, outlook of the club with his on on field, off field um, inspiration. So, yeah, um, it's hard to, to leave Eric the King out. But for me, top three, um, Paul Scholes, Ryan Giggs, Roy Keane, um, three guys that were instrumental during the treble run. And yeah. Had lengthy careers, um, skulls and gigs being one men club, or one club men, excuse me, the uh, their entire careers. Um, that's great stuff, man. Um, you could pick from so many, so many players, and I, I have a hard time leaving at Ruben Esori. He's one of my favorites of all time too. Yeah. Uh, but maybe just yeah. longevity wise, wasn't there as long and didn't win as much. But now, dude, um, yeah, no more, no, no Rooney, no Ronaldo for me, and no Eric Cantona. So we picked three different players. If we went top five, I definitely would have would have put um skulls and uh gigs but for sure um, you know what i don't understand is i listen to people talk about the all-time greats in the premier league and you know they go on re and ronaldo rooney and and a bunch of players but i mean every once in a while you'll hear somebody mention gigs but a lot of people don't really talk about i mean he played what 21 seasons and he scored in every single one of them if i remember correctly except i mean it's crazy one. except for one of the last one when he retired yeah he scored every single season no I, yeah he's one of those players that probably uh i don't want to say he, he gets overlooked cuz he's you know he won the league what 13 times or whatever it yeah. was and won 30 yeah. 30 plus trophies in his career but right. he was just never i don't think he was ever kind of like uh he was never a Ballon d'Or contender really um at least right not not you know an actual favor to win it and a quiet player um but that consistency for that long that's no that's just i mean nuts. incredible just incredible and to be united's record appearance holder um and win everything no ryan Giggs is and i think he was a, a first ballot premier league hall of fame or whatever when they introduced that last year so right. no surprise there obviously some controversy out the field um which won't get into any of that stuff we we have enough of that going on with current players or you know Let's talk about that, Tyler. Let's bring that up. <laughs> but no, goals, uh, goals, goals and skigs, uh, gigs and skulls, skigs and skigs and goals. They, uh, they're both. We're uh, not drunk, I promise. They're both underappreciated. United fans always appreciate them, but you, yeah. you never hear about other other fans talking about them in the same breath as they do. You know, you like Henri, like Steven Gerrard, um, yeah. guys that. I didn't have nearly the career that, that those two did. So, um, right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's it for me, man. Anything else you want to add today? Nope. I think that's it. Everybody right. come out to skinnies at 10 30 or if you can't tune in, it's going to be a good one. 10 30 kickoff. But if you're there at 10 30, you'll be late and you'll be fighting for a place at skinny. So that's true. It'll be, it'll be packed in there. Get there early. Um, and we'll see you Sunday. Come on. You awesome. reds. Let's go.